Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Food School Smarter, Stronger, Leaner podcast on a mission to change the way the world eats. And not just the way the world eats, but also the way the world sleeps. Because guys, it's all connected, especially sleep is the foundational practice of productive, healthy, happy life. Now, there are some studies coming out actually right now that There are some natural short sleepers, like less than 1% of the population have this genetic mutation that allows them to fully recover on four to six hours of sleep. And in the future, genetic scientists, they say that hopefully we'll be able to tweak to edit this gene for a lot of people, so we as a race get even more productive. But till then, till we safely figure out how to do that, for most of us, that means, you know, eight hours of sleep, or you're gonna suffer mentally, emotionally, physically, work-wise, weight-wise, fitness-wise, on all levels, right? Guys, so if you're not naturally short sleeper and you do feel tired and sleepy and you need to caffeinate yourself and stimulate in all possible forms if on the weekends you sleep for 10 hours a day that means you're not a short sleeper if during the week your sleep you know really suffers and you go to bed at like 12 p.m and wake up at 6 a.m right if that's not your natural state you're gonna suffer and the older you get the more you're gonna suffer and Today, I wanted to talk a little bit more about sleep because there are so simple ways, guys, that you can improve your sleep and by that, improving your productivity and your mental and emotional state, your motivation, your dopamine levels the next day. There are so many, you know, little ways you can easily improve your sleep, but also the same simple things can really disrupt your sleep. My mom, she's now back in Russia. I'm in Mexico right now. And um, she's been staying with my sister, with her kids, helping her out for quite a while. And then um, this week, um, it's um, spring break for kids. And, um, you know, she also needed some break from kids and, and all the help. And so she went back to our parents' home. And the first night, uh, we, we were talking with her today. She's like, you know, back um, at your sister's, I could sleep so well. And now I'm back home. And the first night, I didn't really sleep that well, even though there were no kids, you know, no disruptions. She'd be sleeping better. And then, of course, as a coach uh, <clears throat> and slash investigator, I'm like, okay, so what do you think was different from all of your routines? And my mom is, well, you know, it's kind of hotter in our place, as I noticed, because at my sister's, it's always cooler, just the way the building is insulated. So she said, like, I was kind of warm. And temperature, we know that <clears throat> it's a huge factor when it comes to sleep quality. If you're warm and hot, your sleep going to be worse, not better, compared to cooler environment, about 18 degrees Celsius or um, 65, 68 degrees Fahrenheit. So cooler is always better for sleep quality, right? So this is this was number one thing. So I 
told my mom, well, make the radiator work a little bit less, right? Make it cooler. She's like, okay. And the second thing, she's like, well, you know, at your sister's, I never really had the time to watch TV. And so before going to bed, we would just read with kids uh, or do something similar. And then I would just fall asleep. So no TV, nothing like that. And then now I'm back home and I'm like, you know, I've been missing TV for so long. And yesterday I watched it before going to bed. But that was also different. And TV, guys, unless your TV has the setting of blocking blue light and making the color scheme more sleep-friendly that doesn't kill your melatonin, melatonin that is a hormone that makes us fall asleep, right? So unless you have that warmer night light setting on your TV, unless you use it, your TV emits a lot, a lot of blue light. And blue light, one thing we know for sure about that is at night that reduces the production of your melatonin a lot, by like a lot, maybe not entirely, but by a lot. And so then it takes you longer to fall asleep and the whole cycle of your sleep is disrupted. So the quality of your sleep not going to be that good. Um, so first check if your TV has the display settings for different light. Also, you can use all these kind of glasses. They are quite cheap now. You know, you can get them on Amazon that block blue light. So if you want to watch TV later at night, then use those uh, glasses. But I also do not recommend to watch TV before night. I don't do that myself. Sometimes I do, and I always suffer. Like, my sleep always is worse. Uh, but I know that, and that's why I really try not to do it more than, I don't know, maybe like a couple of times per month. Uh, I'm talking about specifically watching anything before going to bed. TV, watching content, especially engaging content, that keeps your brain alert. It changes brain waves, brain activity, and that makes it harder to fall asleep. Your brain is basically gets the signal that you want to stay alert and awake for some reason. And so all of the hormones plus the blue light, uh, it gets changed. And so, so you're more alert, more awake, just because your brain is engaged in that different activity, <clears throat> stimulated and primed by what's happening on the screen. So those two factors, you know, changes in your brain activity, in your brain waves uh, by TV, by any content that you watch and emitting um, blue light that blocks the production of your melatonin, you know, maybe not completely, but by a huge degree, that keeps these things keep you awake when it comes to TV. Plus, in my mom's case, that what room temperature. So that's what I advise her to to do today, I'm like, mom, if you want to watch something, then watch it earlier, like a couple of hours, at least an hour before bed, and then an hour before bed, do something else, like read a book, and then also make it cooler, right? Two simple adjustments, and I'm going to ask her tomorrow how she did, but I'm sure she's going to do much, much better. It just also, you know, sometimes we forget about those things because my mom hears from me all the time, all the things about brain and sleep habits and eating habits and exercise. So uh, she knows all of that, but we're all humans. So sometimes we just forget or we're like, oh, it's not that important, you know, or one thing, but then we suffer the next day. And uh, if you don't have anyone like myself reminding you that that is the result of certain actions, of certain uh, choices in your environment that cause this problem, 
problem with your sleep. Unless you have someone like me reminding you of that, you don't always make disconnections in the busy life and you fall into pattern of watching TV before sleep and wondering why you can't fall asleep for so long and your sleep suffers, right? So make that connection. If you sometimes watch something before TV and then your sleep suffers and you're kind of like sleepy and yawning, you know, the next day, that's probably it, guys. Um, if you want to watch something urgently for some reason, at least use uh, blue light blocking glasses uh, or change the settings on your TV uh, or maybe watch something on your laptop or your phone and change the settings there because all of the phones, all of the laptops, they either have settings to change light mode into night mode and then also you can download and install apps like f.lux available for all platforms absolutely free that's going to adjust your light on your device by itself so do these things and sleep better and that's it for today guys the reason why i wanted to focus only one small thing today is well actually two reasons number one tv light viewing behaviors and our environment in general, like having cooler or warmer environment, affect our sleep. And then sleep affects everything that you do, that you feel your metabolisms the next day. So those things are important, right? Optimize your sleep environment. That's going to, again, affect your productivity, your creativity, your memory, your work output, your uh, mental and emotional well-being, your metabolism when it comes to especially blood sugar, right? How easy it is for you to maintain certain weight, whether you're hungry or not. All of these things are affected by your sleep environment, by your sleep quality. Um, And number two, guys, besides that, besides the uh, environment, when it comes to your brain productivity, sleep, the quality of your sleep is basically everything. And I talk a lot about nutrition and a lot of other aspects of lifestyle that is friendly and charging for productive, healthy brain, right? I talk a lot about those things. But if you don't take care of the basics, like sleep, like light, then nothing else will matter. You're going to be suffering all the time. And guys, these days I'm working with entrepreneurs and starting to work with uh, smaller companies, smaller teams on helping them to learn on a team level, on a company level, how to easily install these healthier habits you know, installing certain lights and providing certain nutrients for the whole team and making sure that the team knows how to, especially remote teams, knows how to optimize their home environment for brain productivity. So uh, I do a lot of this coaching these days. And guys, if I were to give you a takeaway so far from all this coaching and case studies, is that most of you, especially if you are an entrepreneur, your team, they do suffer with a lot of things like brain fog, or inability to focus, or inability to solve complex problems and feeling anxious and overwhelmed with that instead of resilient and optimistic and driven to solve the problem and over-deliver, right? Most of you, most of your team, 
they are suffering and they're suffering in silence just because it's not cool to admit that you are struggling with brain fog, you know, let's solve it on a company or team level, right? Most people are suffering in silence. And so as a leader of your company, as a leader of your business, don't suffer, fix this shit. And the fixing starts with you because you are the leader and people will look up to you. And if you open up about certain problem that you're struggling with, others will open up too because you'll make it cool. <laughs> and you'll show that the coolest thing is to admit the problem and start solving it, not just suffer in silence and pretend like nothing is happening, right? And if you need any help with that organizing environment for your remote, your hybrid, your in-the-office team to help them to struggle less with things like brain fog, anxiety, overwhelm, lack of energy, mental fatigue. If you need any help with that, how they, you know, how you can optimize environment and habits for your whole team to have your star team, your team that absolutely shines all of their talents through their work, reach out. And there are so many ways that I can help you always um, in a simple way. So reach out and um, also take care of yourself, of your sleep environment. If you do like to watch TV, sometimes there is nothing wrong about that. Then make sure that you do it in the right way. That doesn't uh, make you suffer, doesn't make your sleep suffer. And the next day you have less productivity, less zest for life, less uh, mental and emotional resilience uh, needed to achieve goals. So don't suffer, optimize your environment, do the things you love, but do it in a smart way so the rest of your life doesn't suffer. And till next time, as usual, guys, eat better daily.